Long wake, wondering if things could have been much different. Second chance, what's become of a friendship? If you can call this one, stayed in touch, stood behind. Well, I gave you space and you invade mine. Well, everyone makes mistakes. You let me I'm I'm fine. I've had I've had an interesting time here. How have you? How have you been? Good. I made a shit ton of uh, fried potatoes yesterday. See, you're the king of self care. The the, the crawl space <laughs> with Terrence. It's about getting <laughs> Terrence. Terrence went up and cleaned the crawl space, and I think the crawl space with Terrence is a great podcast name about self care. <laughs> I have a self care podcast. I I think you you should also have a self care podcast. <laughs> I feel like I would have to do it like ASMR style. Yeah, I, I know you would. You'd be excellent at that. <laughs> uh, uh, and also, they announced uh, the date for Kingdom Hearts 3, the release date. What is it? It is January 29th. I, like, an, like an idiot, dumb, dumb ass, uh, I put the date that your stream started into the calendar and like cleared it because I thought it was the start of you streaming Kingdom Hearts 3, forgetting that the game was not out yet. <laughs> I was like, look, it... it if you, if you know anything about Terrence and you're listening to this and you're confused, Terrence's favorite thing is Kingdom Hearts. I I don't want to play Kingdom Hearts three, uh, but I want to watch. Ter- I want I I wanted to fly him out to Kansas City so I could be in the same room when he does it. But instead, a hundred dollar capture card seems like a better use of everyone's time and energy. And also, he's a streamer now. Go follow him so he can be an affiliate. Uh, and I just got so excited for the purity of you doing that. And then I was like, oh yeah, this game isn't out yet. What did I think he was going to start streaming? <laughs> uh so anyway uh yes yeah, so i'm very excited uh and they also announced like ea had their press conference yesterday and some cool stuff came out but anyway oh today, yeah it's 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 weird it's weird that we're we're catching up a little bit because uh we basically record enough episodes to not have to do anything for the last month and yeah. we've just caught up now it's june 10th juneteenth yeah uh so i Brock asked me, he was like, hey, what? how many episodes do we have? And I was like, we have one more. It releases this Sunday. It's like, okay, what do you want to do? And I was like, Hot Rod Circuit. And he was like, I don't... I thought I was going to be the one <laughs> that was going to be introducing you to things. We, yeah, back but, when we started. Or at least, like, that's usually the position in... Or I thought we were like, at least, like, evenly matched here. And I just forget that, like... For the things that Terrence knows about, Terrence knows everything. Like they're all they're all there. <laughs> Every time that he's like, here's a, and like this is at least like a band I've heard of and an album I've heard of, and I knew what we were getting into here. But it just never uh, ceases to amaze me how many great albums from this very specific time. Maybe that's what fucks with me about it is like if this was like a '70s rock podcast, and we occasionally dipped into the '60s and '80s, and we were in all these genres. Like I'd be like, oh, it's weird that I've never heard of that thing before we're talking about like four years we're talking about like a four or five year time span in a single genre most of which the bands all went on the same goddamn tour together every summer and right so when i when i find out about new ones i'm like well where were you hiding on the poster all these years <laughs> oh, oh uh, before, yeah. before we get into the album proper uh i did go to punk rock bowling in vegas right uh with how was that uh, i got i got to see at the drive-in again uh, who I think I'd mentioned on the show before that uh, the reunion show I saw them do in L.A. at the end of last year, uh, they were super nice in their like 
stage bander and stuff. And I was like, this is weird. That's not who I know them to be. Uh, and then uh, Cedric was on stage here at uh, Punk Rock Bowling. And oh, holy shit, was he just a giant goddamn nightmare again? <laughs> just like, Here, here's a song that I wrote that I don't know the meaning about, but like, you seem to like it. Blah. And then just like threw a microphone at his own face. And I'm like, yeah, I, I was I was standing with a group of friends that most of whom were like Twitter friends that we we'd never met before. But we were all just like, oh, we're all at this thing together. Uh, and I would eat. Like the the band Suicidal Tendencies, none of us had ever mm-hmm. seen them before. I know that they're a classic punk band, but uh, between songs, he would do like Jello Barafia ten minute long rants about stuff, where he's like, "You know what the secret is? It's suicide, motherfuckers!" And we were like, "Who or why? And how do you have the the staying power to do?" It? And there's one song where it's like, "I told my mama that she's gay" or something and like uh, repeated. Like every every chorus that he wanted us to sing was so <laughs> it would have been problematic 25 years ago when they got started. Right. And, and the nice part about punk rock bowling in Vegas uh, is that it's right next to the the Golden Nugget Casino. Uh, that's where the bowling part of it is. The rest of it's an outdoor music festival. Uh, and it starts every day about five. Or it, may, it starts at three. I didn't know any of the bands until like five. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's all people that are roughly like 30, mm-hmm. uh, 30 to 40. So it's all like people that like work in accounting somewhere in Los Angeles that drive out for the weekend. So like there were the, the entire weekend, I only saw like crushed punk teens like once and everyone was just sort of pointing at them and like idiots like everyone here <laughs> had a job and it was the most uh consent uh consent based like uh mosh pit i've ever seen like uh-huh. people would like ask you like is it okay if i shove you while you're like all running in the circle together and i was like yeah man i <laughs> i and i We're entered already the in this zone yeah <laughs> like i moved my body into here and then like yeah it, Wait, my I, I was with a friend that's uh, much younger than me and in much better shape, and he just kept going and to go like murder in the pits in like uh, Rise Against or No Effects, uh, and and I, he was watching me watch out the drive, and at some point I was like, "You got to go in." I was like, "Oh no no no, I'm I'm too old to be doing this." He's like, "No no no, they're they're your band. You have to go in." And so <laughs> I did. I just dropped my my clear backpack onto the ground because. That's what you have to have at an outdoor music festival in Vegas now. And I uh, ran into the pit and just uh, got hit a bunch and was like, well, that hurt. But this is fun. I guess I remember what this was about. Uh, but it also does mean in, in summary of the festival, uh, I, I got to finally see Turbo Negro, uh, which I've mm-hmm. never understood, like what their weird fascist sailor thing is all about. And then I got to see their big gay bear daddy presentation and i was like oh you're like punk rocks of montreal this is incredible and open and cool <laughs> uh, uh against me she gets better every year uh it's just an uh, it always gets to be a better show uh i finally got to see the classic punk rock band x uh and like mm-hmm. they're all like older than my dad and they put, brought out like chairs on stage, even though they're playing a punk set. And I was just like, "That's so fucking punk!" I think <laughs> that you're just like, you know what? I I know what I, where I am. But I don't have to stand for you. Uh, fucking and, tired. <laughs> and then they brought out like a vibraphone at one point, and I was like, I was talking to someone. I was like, 
I like that they have this like like old school rock and roll thing that they're doing right now. And I was like, wait, they've been at this for like 45 years. Like they're yeah. from the 50s. Like what the fuck am I talking about? Like they had this sort of influence of like early rock and roll. Like they are early rock and roll. There was no one else. They invented it. <laughs> uh, but uh, it also does mean that I got to see NoFX make their fucking stupid joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, uh, if, if you're a listener and haven't heard, we were in the middle of Vegas, and Vegas was already a weird experience to be at an outdoor music festival in after the shooting, because uh, it doesn't feel like anything's changed, and we were surrounded on all sides by very large buildings with sort of the same gold color and tint to them. Uh, and at one point in no effects set, where they went very... they. I had to hear so many white dudes explain to me over the course of the weekend, like, you know, they're equal opportunity offenders. That's why they can do what they're doing. And it was just oh. like, <laughs> oh, so they're dickheads is what you're yeah, saying. It was like, ah, oh, the, the South Park rules are God, in effect here. How fucking here. old is, is he now? Uh, Fat Mike? Yeah, it's, he has to be like 50, right? He has to be. He is. He is 51 years old. That seems young still somehow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's talk about if we cut him open like a tree to read the the circles on the inside. He has prematurely aged that body significantly. <laughs> uh, so just in the middle of their set, in the middle of Vegas, they they uh, just unleashed this couple of jokes about how like only people at country music festivals get gunned down and like we're safe, except maybe we aren't and like stuff like that. And like. The night before, I'd seen Suicidal Tendencies, and at one point, their bass player picked up the bass and turned it like a machine gun at the crowd and was, like, bab- making, like, bam, bam, bam noises with his mouth. What? And I was like... What in the you world? Know, you know what? I recognize that that was probably a cool rock and roll move back in the past. Uh, yeah. But uh, making it... Even mi- mimic, miming the fact that you're shooting projectiles into a Vegas <laughs> outdoor music festival crowd at this point seems... At least like something you could have give given another second thought to. So no effects yeah. standing up here and being like, maybe we'll die tonight. Maybe you'll get shot. But like, at least we aren't country people uh, and and stuff. Uh, it just uh, I, I was like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, that was basically I, I basically was like, I'm going to go hang out at the casino till we her- head back to the Airbnb run by the slumlord uh, in the gang part of town. Because uh, I was like, <laughs> I just uh they got a couple more songs left. I already heard the one song I really love from them that was from a Rock Against Bush album. So you know what? I think I'm good here. Uh, <laughs> and their their sponsors dropped them. Their beer, uh, the person that they're, the company that they've partnered with uh, for their beer, uh, dropped them. But also said that like the rest of the beer that's uh, out on the shelves, it, there is being sold as a. It's going a to charity. Yeah, it's going to it's going to uh, Las Vegas police. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just like. Right on. And, like, I, I posted their statement about it because I was like, this is the ultimate, like, well done, like, statement about, like, right. dealing with something. And, of course, somebody on Twitter is like, why is the money going to the police? That's that's terrible. And you're stupid. And, and, like, why would you? I was like, I I, I, I realized in the moment while saying <laughs> I did take it down because I just didn't want to have that fight with right. anyone. You don't want to have like, the argument. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, no one's no one's not less please are your friends than me but also like jesus christ they're human beings man and like that that situation i don't know what what group you random twitter person that probably does not remember the number of people or the date that it happened on can you tell me what where the money should be going instead what what group of survivors or legal funds or something like i don't know 
<laughs> yeah, I love to not do the research and then just attack somebody for trying to do something good in the wake of something else stupid and bad. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, the uh, the festival uh, left me. I, I thought I'd hydrated well uh, and done well in the desert, and then I got to Los Angeles and nearly died and spent the week in a hospital room uh, mm. with something that's probably related to having done my first outdoor music festival in three years uh, where mm-hmm, I, I mostly mm-hmm. sit in the air conditioning all day now. I was like, okay, <laughs> so you get older and sometimes uh, drinking a lot of water <laughs> just isn't enough. Uh, uh, you were talking to, since we were just talking about no effects, I remember uh, when I used to go to Warp Tour, like I remember reading stories about Fat Mike. He was just like, he goes to the under oath uh, tour bus and like screams outside their tour bus as they're having Bible study. And it's right. just like, what? Like, how old are you? Like, this was 10 years ago. Still, he was 40 years old. It's just like, you are the saddest person to ever exist, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty sad. Uh, just a... he, he, there was a couple of bands where it's not even his festival, and he was, like, by the stage and, like, demanding somebody give him a mic so he could do jokes with them during their set. No. And, like, you could see the bands wildly flagging, like, don't. Or like he like one band let him do it and then he just wouldn't stop and they were like okay I think that's enough for Mike and like he kept going because like as as my friend put it he's he he knows when he needs to stop being funny but he doesn't know how to not have the last word and that's why some of this goes runs runs long and I was like yeah oh, yeah that sums up Mike pretty well Ugh. anyway this album. Um, we're talking about Hot Rod Circuits. Sorry about tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I am I am so happy. I don't know if you ever uh, check our, our ratings on on iTunes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Our popularity on like a stretch of episodes there was like bottom bottom notch. Uh, yeah. As we did a bunch of albums in a row that I think from title people were like that's not emo uh, or. <laughs> Or it's it, we got too specific, and then the last couple were back in the game again. I, I saw yeah. we we dropped from four from five stars to four stars on our rating. So if you're a listener and would like to help bump us back to five, that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, you can you can do that. This, um, this, this, the, anyway, I just at the moment this album started, I was like, ah, we're back, baby. <laughs> this, <laughs> this sounds this sounds like what I signed up to do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, uh I really like this album uh, a whole lot. I listened to it a whole lot. Um but you never what did you think? I want to know what you think. Uh so I wrote it down here. Um I wrote it down about a specific song. Uh I wrote it down about Nurse's Mercy. Uh I, I what I love about this in, in in like a return to like what I what kind of album I want right now especially. Uh it's it's these loud and fast songs uh, with quiet parts and loud parts, but the the loud fast parts aren't angrier. It just sounds more like summer. Mm-hmm. Like it's like every song on this album sounds like either the party the either the song that you arrive at a party to in a movie or the song that you mm-hmm. like storm out of a party because somebody kissed somebody that wasn't you. Like I was like I didn't know that those two <laughs> things were so like cool and and slanted. And jaded are are the exact same sides of the musical coin here. <laughs> like right. Every, every song is so uh, f- fun with like a, a, sh- a sheen of shittiness on it, and I really like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I don't want to say high school, but like college. 
Yeah, like it's very college. It's very college party. Uh, I mean, literally, the first song is about uh, is like giving up a friendship. Like they talk about stealing drugs from another, uh, from somebody else's friends, and being stood up, and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't. I listen to this album a whole lot, um, and it's like the, it's very much the third wave of emo. Like, it's like late Jimmy. Like it's like. Uh, like Bleed American and Taking Back Sunday and Brand New, like it all slots into that that space. Like after after all the other bands like Get Up Kids and all those bands like kind of changed their style or stopped being around. Uh, this is yeah. the kind of, but it it like this style wasn't around for very long. Like this sort of uh, this sort of emo, like it was. Like you said, like three or four years of music that this, sounded like is this. this. 0305? This is 02. 02. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and, and to make it, to connect it to the bands you were linking it to, it does sound like the earlier work of some of those bands. Like this is Jimmy Eat World before they figured out like some keyboards and production techniques, which is, right. which is good and cool because it's, it's fine to just have like a four piece doing four piece stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, as I said, this this sounds like not clarity, but not bleed American. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in what I found interesting about listening to this album again is that like lyrically, there's a lot of stuff in here. There's a uh, song about uh, kind of having prescription drugs ruin your life, but not in the way of just like abusing them, but being prescribed drugs that don't. Like I, because this happened to a friend of mine where he was prescribed ADHD drugs, and it completely just messed him up, and like, like he can't, like he he was like he would talk about how like he used to remember stuff very well, like before they prescribed these drugs, and then after he took them, like his memory is just kind of shot all the time, and huh. and there's a song I think it's radiate is it radiation suit no it's not it's uh which I just uh, I just adore that song so much and 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 it was. I, I, I made a note about it because I was like, I think I adore it for the reasons that like I bring up albums that don't exactly fit in our emo category here because it, it sounds so 2000s like uh, radio alt rock. Like it sounds like I wrote down Our Lady Peace. Like it sounds Ugh. like an Our Lady Peace song. Like <laughs> admittedly the best Our Lady Peace song. But I was just like, oh, this like the production and like the song structure and stuff is all there, just with a little more, uh, a, a little faster picking, like it's a fun. little, a little more kick to it. Uh, one of my favorite songs is the song right after that, "Safely." Like, I, since uh, since depression's in the news again, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're doing. It. <laughs> uh, like people, people talk about. Uh, uh, like checking or, or like if you're feeling depressed just talk to somebody and it's like you can't really when you're depressed like it sucks but I mean it's depression like it just kind of ruins you and what I like about this song uh, it's just somebody wishing somebody else well like like it's it's uh, the whole point of the song is like he's giving like hey I know I know you're I'm like acknowledging your your sad like I'm, I'm acknowledging your feelings and everything, and but I hope everything comes out okay. Like that's, and that's kind of what <laughs> you just say to people when they're depressed. Like you don't need to, you you don't need to fix it. You don't need to. Uh, I don't like you. 
you don't need to like like you don't need to fix it there's nothing you can fix so just um, be there for somebody is the best that i can uh best that i can say yeah yeah it's uh it's it's weird um and it's like on friday oh yeah (laughs) i was gonna say on friday like we were supposed to record on friday but like apparently everyone was everyone was just like hey what if we uh what if we talked about this one thing for 12 hours a day and it's just like and uh i said depression's like yawning once you see one person do it then you're less like oh i have to do it now too uh (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah it was just i don't know it's it's this is what emo is to me where it's just like it's kind of sad but it's not completely sad um <laughs> like there there's a weird hope to it like that's why that's kind of why I like this period like that's why I cling to bands like Taking Back Sunday and Brand New because there is like an acknowledgement of sad feelings but there's also like hey eventually emo uh, the fart t- to depressions yawn. <laughs> no one, no one farts, and then you've got a fart. That's the hopeful part. Uh, what you, could you was, imagine if that was if, if, if it was contagious like that? Yeah, like like you heard somebody fart and you didn't have to fart, but then you farted and you're just like, oh god, I have to leave. I guess that's just that one scene from Blazing Saddles, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, and there's some there's some really well written like uh you're talking about at nature's mercy, and then there's uh like it's just well written songs that aren't overly complicated. Like I feel like uh we were talking about at the drive-in earlier, and like other bands from like the weirder emo bands, like they have like these kind of overly complicated lyrics, and it's just like, but it's not really about anything, so it's nice to to come back to something that's uh like very straightforward and not what was the last time we did uh that uh uh, the uh human flight committee love that album but those lyrics are something (laughs) you got anything else to say about this album you i i well i was gonna tag your I, I kind of I got quiet there after your depression thing because you said all the right things and like this this last bout of things I I also ducked out yesterday from all social media because uh, n- less the contagion thing because I usually I do pretty well about that and then I do pretty well about checking in with everybody that's sort of in in my in my group of uh possible self-harm friends uh just to be like hey you experiencing the a weird itch in your in your wrist today because uh, that's i mean it's my dark way of asking like i know the contagion right. is real uh but like all i saw on social media for the first time was people fucking belittling each other for their attempts to things and like i posted um a suicide hotline but also like uh, I, 
I'm, I work with a group now that also does like a text hotline thing where you can text with somebody because everyone knows talking to people is the fucking worst. I'd rather die right. than talk to a <laughs> right. human being on the phone. I love to text. And if I can put right. my feelings down there, that's incredible. Uh, and like everyone was just screaming at each other about like those hotlines don't work. You're, and like it you're do not anything. doing depression right. You're you're not even doing depression ally right. Uh, and like I was like I, I I again I took the post down and I got out before even before anyone even said anything to me. I was just watching people turn on each other for like yeah well I, and and I admittedly I've done this so many times too where like somebody's like. I just don't understand why they didn't reach out. And I'm like, you're the same person that like disappeared on me. Or like, you're the same person that even like posts on social media. Like, boy, why do people post all their feelings on social media? Uh, So it's just, it's so many levels of hypocrisy, but also nothing fucking productive happening. And it made me so much sadder to see the discourse around sadness. uh, Yeah. And and, and just uh, how, maybe maybe I, I did the words right right out of the gate here like attacking depression allyship or even being you know no one's a depression ally without also being depressed themselves and we're all just trying to do something like I don't know right my, my phone's full of text messages from people I barely know from people in the middle of the night checking in or like letting me know about something that's with them and I try to be a person but also like I have plenty of friends that tell me you can't do that and you've got to send out the suicide hotline stuff instead of interacting with their lives because you're 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 doing wrong by them. And I'm like, I'm done trying to spend time also thinking about it, too. Like, I'm right. going gonna, gonna to share with people what works for me. I'm going to be honest about where I am and I'm just going to try to be a regular human ass fucking dude the rest of the time. Uh, right. And like I'm I'm here, but like, don't always come to me. I don't know what's the what's right. the appropriate amount because like even you've texted it before like you're like yeah when i'm depressed the very first thing i think is i don't want to inflict my stupid thought feeling words on anybody i want to keep them in my brain where they go become a hellraiser puzzle box and shake forever until they explode uh and i'm just like yeah and then i have to then i have to feed human beings to my brother who's forming again in the garage yeah i mean he's coming back he's gonna be better (laughs) he'll be he'll be fine He'll yeah. be fine. He's just like a gelatinous ball of whatever right now, but it's fine. It's good that you guys get get brunch breakfast together every weekend. Like it's uh, <laughs> he's he's coming back. He's coming back in a big way as a big gelatinous ball. Anyway, depression. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You you said it. You said it exactly right. And I I guess I hadn't processed the feelings on just how angry I fucking am. Like if somebody's out there and they're saying like, here's a resource or like, here's how I feel or something. And you're the person that feels like you need to shut them down because your depression is better or more special. Go fuck yourself. I'm yeah, sorry. I, is that not allyship? I, I don't know if I'm doing it wrong. I've Again, definitely you can let me know. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where I, I, I don't talk about uh, like actual, like, like uh the roots of like depression and stuff is because somebody's somebody's always just like yeah well when i was in high school this thing happened and that's what makes me sad and i'm just like i'm sorry that i didn't grow up the same way that you did have you also considered getting more exercise <laughs> like yeah it's it's one of those two things it's either something extremely personal or something so like medically non-relevant or something that you're just right like, have you ever met a person <laughs> right yeah it doesn't matter how many uh how many reps you do if uh, your brain is screaming at you 
hey, you know what would be good? Lying down forever. Then, uh, yeah, you might want to go to a doctor about that. Not, I don't not know. I don't I think, scream yoga. I think it's a very healthy place to be and to want to have a forever nap. It just feels... <laughs> It feels right to me too. It, feel, it feels it feels good. It feels right to just be in bed. Have you ever laid down and thought I shouldn't be laying down? It's never once happened. <laughs> I I was in a hospital nearly dying all of last week, and I I was in a bed without. I did not stand on my own two feet for four and a half days, and <laughs> it's the best and most well rested I've ever felt. <laughs> it was like, what if I, what if I pretended to be sick longer? They wouldn't, they wouldn't have to. I wouldn't have to get up. Is that what my wife is doing right now? <laughs> I have been waiting on her for an equal amount of time since we got back. I yeah. It's it's fine if she is. <laughs> if she wants to lay down, I'm not going to stop her. I'm I'm just going to lay down next to her. <laughs> <laughs> and then both of us are fucked because I'm not getting up either. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I worry that we we did badly here. <laughs> Look, I want to talk about suicide and just how good it would feel to not have to not have to pay bills anymore. Not have to not. Sometimes people will say, "At least you're like." If somebody like, "How are you doing?" It's like, "Ah, I'm all right." You no, know, like, "At least you're not dead." It was just like, "Think about it, though." <laughs> like, I don't know. That's like my because my stupid brain is just like, "Hey, what if we made jokes about this?" Like, joking about it makes me feel better. Yeah. So, like, I don't like I don't stop anybody from making jokes about it because I know how like the human brain is stupid, and sometimes you just need to joke about a sad subject, or it's not, it's not gonna go away. Like, there was a story uh, I read on Twitter like two weeks ago or something like that about a guy who was uh, going to a wake for his grandmother, and they were gonna spread her ashes at the beach. Uh, but the place that they were, this is, like in Scotland, I think it was, it's uh-huh. super windy. And so, like, everyone was, like, took a piece, took a, a bit of the ashes, like, went off and, like, talked to her, basically, and then came back and, like, put it in the jar. And so their dad walks out into the ocean, and he's, like, standing in the ocean, and it's, like, freezing cold, and he throws the ashes into the air. But at that same point, some jet skiers were riding by, and so they just collided with Grandma's ashes. And he was like, he was like, I was just rolling on the beach laughing. <laughs> this is one of those things. Like, I you, sometimes you have to laugh about sad things so you don't go crazy. Yeah, and and I I think I'm meeting more and more people in my life that 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 laughter is is a turnoff or isn't how they process things. Where I just get right. a look of like. Uh, like I, I feel like maybe that was the entirety of my time in the hospital where they're like, you know, they'd give me some news and I would have a very dark joke about cool. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like somebody coming to take my blood. I'm like, there's none left. The well is dry. And like, that's, that's borderline dad joke stuff. And they were still like, is, are you okay? And I was like, no, no, I'm just joking that's, because you're about to take more of my blood and it really hurts. You keep stabbing in my hand and sometimes hitting bones. I don't know. Oh goodness! Yeah, I understand that. Like, I don't know. So, would you recommend this album, Brock? <laughs> yeah, I yeah we I had a great time with this album. There's so many songs that I really liked. Uh, now or never uh, also hit that thing for me that I love when a song has like basically like one chord throughout, 
and uh, yeah. they just uh, it's got a, a just like a really cool rhythm, and then the other the second guitar and everybody else sort of makes something around it. I was like, I love I love that kind of song. Uh, Knees was such a fun uh, that that was the one that I really wrote down the party note on because I was like, mm-hmm. hey, it's got these chill little like time signature change ups, but it also still sounds like entrance or exit music for either being right. really cool or really sad. And I was like, ah, this really hits exactly the the emo note that I want to hit, which it was also like, I listened to it two or three times and like two of the times like background while playing a video game or something. I was like, this is exactly the level of background emo that I want from, from right. a lot of stuff. Like, where are the rest of these albums? Uh, this is perfect. But also when I, I dug in like... It, I had less to say about this one because like, I don't have any criticisms of the lyrics, but they also didn't uh, take me on a, a magical adventure into sadness town. Uh, like right. They, they were all just like normal human feelings and topics. And then the album was done. Right. And I was like, that was a nice time and I can do it again. <laughs> right. It's not like, it's not like when you listen to like Daisy or even Deja and Tendu where you're just no. like, man, by the end, of, by the end of it, you're just like, I, uh, I'm going <laughs> to, just like it's just like despondently staring at the ceiling, just like, yeah, what do I even do with the rest of my day now? Um, so Brock, yes, plugs, plugs. Uh, Missouri Loves Company is coming back. We're yeah. doing some episodes soon. Uh, coming back to uh, coming back for a second season. Come back for a second season. Yeah, we took we, <laughs> we accidentally took two months off, so it's time to correct that. Uh, also, uh, you can just uh, find my stuff uh, brockwilber.com or at brockwilber on Twitter. Uh, and uh, you should uh, support my friend Terrence by uh, buying all of his cookies and T-shirts and other projects. Terrence, where can people find you? You can find me at the Black Nerd on Twitter. You can find me uh, at Twitch.tv/theblacknerd, where I am stream. I have I set up to stream, and I've streamed the last three nights. Uh, uh, whatever we call it is the other podcast that I do with my friend Brock. Uh, I think that's it. With I have your another friend who? podcast. Brock. Brock Jeb. Jeb is the other one. I was literally looking at uh the whatever we call it Twitter feed and you had faved you had faved the last one where I mentioned the podcast and I was like looking and it was just like it was like, I was like, say, like my brain was like, say, it was like, say Jeb. And it was just like, your name was just like right there. It's like, it was like a van driving that said Jeb, like going to an exit and your name was a brick wall. And it was just like, no, Brock. Do we all look alike to you? No, <laughs> no. Jeb is like my height. You're like a basketball player. I mean, all podcast hosts do look alike to you. We're, we're a great distance away from you. He, he is off at medical school, right? Like he's somewhere else. Yes, he he lives in Richmond. He used to live here, uh, but he is he is a few hours away from me, uh, uh, being a becoming a doctor. Um, which both of us, like, I don't know, you know me. Uh, what my very like my jokes are very ridiculous, and like me and him just kind of, uh, we used to work at a video game store together. Um, but he worked at a different store, and I would have to go over to his store. The store is now gone because it was poorly run. But <laughs> we used to, uh, like, I would just go over, and we would just start complaining. And we, would, like, became friends on Facebook. And this was almost 10 years ago at this point. And we would, like, riff on each other's jokes. And, and it just, like, kind of, one day he contacted me. He was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast together? And I was like, yes. <laughs> it was like that scene in, uh, it was like that scene in Step Brothers. He was like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> but, yeah 
but yeah, that's that's it. You're Brock, he's Jeb, I'm Terrence, Samson's right here. E three is in two hours. I uh let's, yeah, let's do I, it. I, I, uh this will come out after E3, so I just want everybody to scroll back and see all of your angry tweets. You're so you're, you're so good at press material week. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to do is just talk, just like make fun of video games or like, like I will say that EA's conference yesterday wasn't bad. Like most of it was not bad. But then like when they have to do like esports stuff or sports stuff, it's just incredibly awkward and uncomfortable like they brought out this kid named dj kiv or something i don't know it was something stupid i appreciate he was just you some, even tried to remember he was just some like white like white logan paul looking kid and like he just came out he was like i just chased money and i was just like god i hate this like i just saw like they were showing videos of highlights of him winning and i was like i just hate this kid just by looking at him and then he was like i just chased money i was like i was i knew it i knew i was right to hate him Get yeah. him off my screen. And and the worst part was that the host even prompted him to say that. The host was <laughs> like, "You're just out there chasing that money," and the kid's like, "Yep, chasing that money." It was it was a lot of of, of people uh, asking questions that then the people they were asking were just expected to repeat it. Like that poor right. developer that they interviewed at the start of the conference was like, "Is your game awesome?" And he's like, "It is uh, awesome." <laughs> uh, like, is it coming soon? He's like, "It is." It will arrive. Post, oh, uh, Ben Sampala. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You could tell, like, he's just, like, trying not to. He's just like, okay. All right. Not everyone also, is he, supposed to be on camera. That's sort of the point <laughs> of PR. I don't know what they're doing. Right. Uh, but it, it wasn't so bad. I actually have a, uh, tomorrow, I'll have a article going up about awkward moments at E3 on Dorkly. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to we get to record this podcast, and we haven't recorded in like three weeks or something like that. It's good to be back uh, in Friendship Town, which is the name of this podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> this has been Friendship Town, and we take what we can get. <laughs>